So today I want to talk about a necessary evil that all law students must face during their time in law school. That necessary evil, ladies and gentlemen, and my non-binary pals, finals week. Yes, finals week. It's a rite of passage. It comes along every single semester and you think, do I have an A in this class? Maybe. Do I have a B? Do I have a C? Who knows? But we have to take this all-encompassing assessment that is going to distinguish the men from the women, the lawyers from the wannabes, because if you don't pass that final, you're not passing the class. Now, let's talk about differing years and how finals evolve as you work your way through the ranks of law school. So as a 1L, my first finals was not condoned or condensed in the way that COVID has provided. So this might sound a bit foreign to some law students that entered law school in 2020. But let me tell you, a traditional law school finals week consists of, at my law school, two weeks. At some law schools, it's only one week or a week and a half or so. But they give you about three to five days of reading days, where these are days that the library is open, they have extended hours, you spend these days finalizing any papers you might have, but as a 1L, you most likely will not have a paper unless your legal writing professor extends a deadline for you, which, again, in any traditional law school setting, they most likely won't. Usually, your paper will be due like a week or two before finals are to commence. But during these reading days... You get yourself into the most advantageous position that you possibly can over your classmates because, again, you are competing for the top spot. You might not think that you're going to make the top spot in your class, but you have to pretend like you're going to. And what I was taught by my, academ- my, by my academic excellence peoples who helped me acc- acclimate, excuse me, acclimate to the law school environment was that you have to pretend like you have wiped out all knowledge of this course from your brain. And during those reading days, you can spend them how you'd like. You can finish up your outline. You can polish up your notes. You can look through some hypotheticals. Whatever you think would best benefit you, that is the route that you should go down. So after the reading days finish, you should break into study groups if you are a more distinguished and participating individual studier you should prioritize that kind of studying but if you thrive in an environment and you kind of work off of that competitive energy around your peers I would definitely definitely steer you towards a group environment having a study group is always good I mean it could be one other person it could be 10 other people Whatever you think is suitable to you that's the route again (laughs) that you should take (laughs) I'm thinking a lot of I'm thinking about a lot of route metaphors, but you get my gist. Anyway, so usually you have a final within a couple days after the reading week and then maybe a final like two or three days after that and then your last final towards the end of finals week. But it all differs depending on your schedule, depending on the professors that you take. It will always vary. So, I believe my first finals week I had My first final, I want to say maybe like the Tuesday or Wednesday of finals week and our reading days probably ended like that Sunday and then we had one day and then we had the final. 
And then I had a final, maybe like the Monday, and then I had a final the Thursday. I'm pretty sure I had a final the last day of finals week because it'll go to the Friday if you have papers due. That's when they'll be due. But those are really for only any kind of like revised scheduling and any kind of conflicts that may have arisen during the finals schedule itself. So there aren't any like official finals scheduled for that final and finalized Friday. So what you do is you obviously prioritize studying for your first final. Um, You kind of, like I said, you erase all the knowledge that you think you have accumulated through the semester and you say, holy crap, I don't know anything. Let me teach myself. And you go through your outlines. If your professor ever records lectures, you should go through those lectures. If you have any questions, you should always, here's a pro tip, always ask your professors When is the last day I can email you? For example, let's say that you have a final on the 11th. Today is the 11th when I'm recording this. Um, You have a final on the 11th. So you say, professor, our final is on the 11th. When is the last day I can email you? And let's say he or she says the 8th. So that means you should really begin yourself in order by like the 6th or the 7th. And if any surprise questions arise and you still have the 8th to reach out. For example, prior to my first ever law school final, Again, this was all normalized. We were in person. Everything was the traditional way of things. And my professor was actually in the building. So I was studying with some friends in a study room in the library. Again, you know, you should really isolate yourself in the library. Stay away from windows. Stay away from all kind of (laughs) like happenings of civilization to best center yourself and focus. But we were studying in the library and we had come up with a few questions and I I thought, hmm, is my professor in the building? And so I emailed him and he was actually right upstairs and he took my questions. And this was maybe the day or the like two days, the penultimate day before the final. So the fact that he took my questioning was really amazing (laughs) and kind of astonishing in a way. And he honestly was the go Professor Sagers. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this, but but you were the like one of my favorite professors. He gave us cookies our last day of class. So, you know, you get to know your professors, ask them when's the last day you can ask them questions. For example, during COVID, actually one of my professors, he had given us our his cell phone number on the syllabus. And so I had a couple questions. My main question, and again, this is another pro tip, and I would recommend asking your professors this if you're given the chance. But ask them what makes the high A. Because so, sometimes professors will have past exams online. One of my professors had the high A answers online and available so that you could see for yourself what they consider a high A territory. But if you can get it you know, straight from the horse's mouth, that'll really help you in the formulation of your answers. And so what I did was I contacted my professor. I left him a voicemail because I think his wife was a teacher or something also. So she used their home to teach remotely obviously and he called me back like almost right away and so I said professor you know when you're grading the high A paper what do you look for and he literally went step by step word by word and the first thing he did which is a common occurrence from what I've seen is he told me what he doesn't want so I took him for a past course I actually I took him for civil procedure and this was a first amendment class and he went through what a C paper looked like because I didn't do very well in his civil procedure class. We passed, but, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. We will uh, keep that confidential on the down low here. But um, he knew (laughs) that I did not do that well in his civil procedure class. So he probably was kind of low-key roasting me in a way. (laughs) 
Um, but he was being completely transparent with me and 100% helpful. And so what he said to me was, you know, word for word, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I might ask you. And that way, if you have any follow-up questions in that moment, you know, the gears are turning in your head. You might be thinking, hmm, well, if he's looking for this or she's looking for this, what if I do this? What would happen then? You know, and I kind of, I went through some detail-oriented questions about substantive material that we went over in the course and he thought that I was really intelligent. He like was thinking that I was studying properly and adhering to his advice in, you know, (laughs) the most suitable fashion. And it really raised my confidence level. So if you can talk to your professors, whether that's over the phone, in person, you know, via video call or Zoom or whatever you have, I definitely would say to resort to all channels of communication as possible. If you can only email them, you know, go for the email. Because again, I mean, I've gotten really detailed answers in emails. And I mean, these professors, they've made their life, they've devoted their life to academia. So, you know, they know how to compose a well-written, well-supported, and factually well-done email. So don't worry about it. (laughs) You know, whatever way you can communicate with them is the best way forward. So get all your questions answered. You get through reading days, you find your study group, or, you know, you individually study whatever makes you feel the most studious. You've erased all knowledge from the semester. You make this course your bitch, and then you go in. So what you want to do is you want to organize your study, your scudula, excuse me, what are words? I don't know. (laughs) Um, You want to organize your study schedule, wherein You study probably like 8 to 12 hours a day. It all depends on your retention levels. If you can, you know, if you're used to working, you know, an 8 to 10 hour day, if you're a mother, a father, whatever, you're used to this high stress, high intensity kind of job, I would say that caring after a child is definitely a job. Um, I would say to study more, but, you know, if you're really feeling it, if it's really hitting you right in your frontal cortex at 8 hours, I would say stop. As soon as you feel like you've hit the bricks in terms of mental blockage in your brain, definitely stop because you are not going to reach any kind of level of of productivity at that point. Once your brain is fatigued, your brain is fatigued. You need to go to sleep, you need to eat, you need to work out, you need to do whatever you can to reset yourself, to rejuvenate yourself, and to get ready for the next day's studying. So let's say you have three days before your final. So it is Sunday night, your final is on Thursday. So I would say for Monday, probably study approximately, hmm, probably study about, like I said, 8 to 12 hours. And then Tuesday is when you want to have your long day. If you can study for 14 to 16 hours, that would be the goal. Again, if you can only get to 10 to 12, that's okay. Do not beat yourself up. And then the day before, you always want to study like 48 hours. You don't want to push yourself too hard because you need a nice night of relaxation to prep you properly for the test because most of your finals are going to be in the morning but for example if you take a night class I've taken a night class almost every single semester um of law school now three out of four semesters but if you take a night class then your final is going to probably be slated for a nighttime exam so for example if you have a 6 p.m final you should have your long day the day before and always stop studying probably approximately two to three hours prior to exam time. And you always want to eat an hour or two before your exam. And eat something that boosts 
neurotransmitters, boost brain activity, something like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, nothing too heavy. If you're lactose intolerant, do not bring out the buffalo chicken dip. Do not have, you know, a slice of fresh mozzarella with a sprinkling of salt. Do not do that to yourself because you know that you're going to have to be sitting down for an extended period of time. And again, even if you're taking a final in person, you can get up, you know, you keep your own time and there's a way on the exam software that you use to, um, to set a timer so that you know exactly what time you started and what time you'll end. But it is best to try to refrain from moving of, <laughs> of any sort. Uh, in fact, when I took my finals in person, another pro tip that any upperclassman would tell you, which I will definitely get back into the habit of doing, is wear earplugs. Because you're going to think, oh, a bunch of people typing isn't going to bother me. I type all the time. I'm used to it. I'm accustomed to the sound. No, you're not. <laughs> so definitely, you know, hook yourself up with your favorite caffeinated beverage. And then, you know, say deuces, put in the earbuds or the um, earplugs rather. The little, and, I mean, I'm talking like cheap 99 cents ones that you can get at like a hardware store. That's where I got mine. The little like orange foam ones. So I'm not talking about any like $100 pair that you got from Best Buy or something. No, you can get the cheapest kind available, whatever is within your budget. Um, so after you, you finalize your study schedule, you take your first final, then you completely erase that from your mind. Do not, and I repeat, this the same goes for midterms also, do not talk about the exam with anyone your best friend you don't know them you don't know them they asked you about the exam what exam i don't know they you just took your torts exam they asked you about the battery and the qu- what is a battery i've never heard of her i don't know who that is seriously ignore them <laughs> like i know ignorance of the law is no defense when it comes to any kind of like civil or criminal proceeding but for real if you do not feign ignorance like that is the time <laughs> Because all you're going to do is you're going to realize that they spotted an issue that you didn't spot or they drafted a propositional phrase in a way that you didn't and you're going to feel guilty and you're going to feel like you missed something. You might feel like a moron or the imposter syndrome is going to run rampant in your head. Do not fall privy to this trick. It's a dirty trick and insecure people do it to try to make themselves feel better about how they did on an exam. So again, I'm not saying that people are horrible. Everybody's a bit insecure um, during law school, but to better your own mental health and, and mental acuity, do not talk to anybody after you finish an exam. So you take your first exam. Like I said, you completely clear your mind and you move forward to your next exam. And again, the same process will follow. It's very cyclical. You say, I don't know anything about this. You find your study groups, your study peeps, whatever you're going to do. You go through hypotheticals. For example, in my torts class, in my constitutional law class, and in fact, I'm about to do this tomorrow when I go to the library, you can go through multiple choice if you have any kind of multiple choice. If your professor has any past exams, um, that's a great time to go online. Usually the library has a database that is written with all past exams. You know, I wouldn't go like five plus years back because sometimes depending on the type of law that you're studying, a lot can progress in the law within, you know, half a decade. <laughs> but, you know, if it's something like, something like First Amendment law, like, you know, not too much might change or even criminal law. But again, if, it, if it's feeling foreign to you when you study it, don't use it. Any kind of supplement that you want to use to help you study, if it only confuses you further, do not use it. 
because it's only going to be a hindrance to your studying and to your mental abilities when it comes to that course. So you take your second final, you get through it, and then you take your last final and say, whatever, you might have three or four I had for this time slot. Also, okay, wait, I'll get there in a second. (laughs) So you finish all your finals, and then you go home, you take a nap, you do whatever the hell you want to do after you finish your last final. But I do want to go through that is the process of 1L finals. You probably you usually have about three and you complete them, you relax, you get ready for the end. And then, you know, you might have to do it again, depending on if this is the fall semester or the spring semester. And then you, you know, do what you're going to do. You relax, you start to polish up on, you know, these courses that you just took and you get ready for your 2L year. So as a 2L, a lot of times you're going to have at least one writing-centered class. In fact, I had two my first um, semester as a 2L. And sometimes professors will expect what they would analogize to a um, a law review article, which is about 30-page single-spaced paper. And the first paper that I ever wrote that was 30 page single space was for my international law course. Melinda Stereo, bless your heart. Love my life. Love that woman. Amazing professor. If anybody is listening to this and goes to Cleveland Marshall, definitely take one of her courses. She's seriously like my favorite professor. But she always presents two options. You can take her final, which a dice roll. You don't know what she's going to ask you. You have to you know, organize everything that you've gone over. She usually assigns quite a bit of reading, not anything that's unmanageable, but if you don't stay on top of it, you're kind of screwed. Or you can write this law review article and you get to choose, you know, what area you want to dive into, where you want to delve into. Um, For example, I took her international law class and I've since taken another class with her where I also had to write another paper. And for international law, I decided to write about Venezuela and recognition of Guado instead of Maduro, which there's a whole contested presidential election. Go check it out via Google if you really want to know what's going on down there because it's quite fascinating and intriguing for sure. But, you know, I got to choose that. I said, I don't really know that much about socialism in Venezuela or, you know, in South America in general, so I'm going to spend time researching this. And it was quite eye-opening and... The way that Venezuelans view Americans, very interesting. In fact, um, former President Chavez actually called George W. Bush the devil (laughs) Um, in a meeting with the United Nations. Again, very interesting stuff. But, you know, you could have decided to go anywhere. Like, this semester I'm writing about Syria and the President Assad regime. So, you know, going from one authoritarian to another. Just completely separate sections of the world but you know when it comes to an upper level in law school you're most likely going to have to write a paper so I'd write two papers one of which like I just explained was a 30 page single space paper the other one was a 20 page double space paper for a professor who I thought you know was going to be pretty harsh on what I was writing about because he specialized in kind of theological thought and I was writing about a theological deity and figure um, to be more specific, but, you know, you just kind of have to look at it like, I'm going to teach my professor something. I'm going to teach them something, and I'm going to be an expert on my thesis. It doesn't have to be, you know, expertise in this entire area or this on this entire figure, but, you know, whatever my thesis is, I'm going to be an expert. I'm going to teach my professor something. They might not know about this topic, so let me present this to them, and let me do a good job. 
But when it comes to your papers, this is my (laughs) number one little nugget of wisdom that I can provide to you listeners. Finish them before your finals. Because I screwed myself last semester wherein I was working on studying pursuant to my other finals you know the finals that I actually had to like sit down and take the exams but I had my two papers and then my computer crashed so I wasn't able to finish my papers until almost after all of my finals and it is so intense (laughs) it intensifies everything to have to write a paper and study for a final so for example my finals week wasn't that bad it was like I had my first final and then maybe three days in between and then like another two to three days in between for my last final but like it was incredibly difficult to try to balance everything. And especially once you get to the last, you know, couple hours. Like right now, I have about 36 hours until I'm done <laughs> this semester. So once you get to those last 36 hours, you really just want to get through it. <laughs> you know, you're proofreading your answers if you have a take-home exam. And you're just doing the best that you can do. If it's open book, you know, you're double-checking what you can double-check. If it's closed book, you're just <laughs> trusting your gut and going with what you instinctually believe to be the right answer. It all is just dependent on what you feel in that moment when you're taking the exam. But the problem with waiting until the last minute is that you have to kind of what I call split your brain. So what I mean by this is that, you know, for me, I had to think about President Chavez. I had to think about Guado. I had to think about Venezuela. I had to think about Latin American relations during that time when, you know, I should have been focusing on constitutional law. I should have been focusing on Marbury versus Madison. I should have been focusing on why Chief Justice Marshall could, you know, have his cake and eat it too, for instance, which was one of the hypothetical questions my professor had asked of us. And it actually ended up being a question in, you know, worded a bit differently on our exam. So, you know, you have to familiarize yourself with that kind of terminology rather than getting lost in the sauce with a paper. So I would definitely say, you know, finalize your papers as soon as humanly possible. Like those reading weeks, or reading weeks, or those few reading days, the 72 hours um, or so that you get, finish your papers. And do not wait till the last minute, especially if it is a 30-page single-space paper. If it's something like, you know, 10 pages, double space, like, that's not going to take you that long. And again, I'm not trying to preach for procrastination, but inevitably it's going to inadvertently exist within the perfectionist view that I am trying to espouse at the moment. But try not to, really. I mean, just do the paper. Like, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to feel like all hope has been, you know, kind of sucked back into your body, sucked back into your soul if you finish the papers. Because that way, you can study for your exams the way that you were supposed to be studying for them. And after you finish your papers, you study for your exams. (sighs) Excuse me. (laughs) You study for your exams the exact same way you would study for um, your 1L exams. You know, you find your study group, you go through hypotheticals. If you can meet with your tutors during the reading week or, you know, the days leading up to the reading weeks, I definitely would suggest that. I met with um, my two tutors. I th- I don't think I had tutors for anything else. Um, I met with them multiple times this semester and last semester. Well, actually, I only had one last semester, but I met up with them as much as humanly possible, and they really, they saved my ass to Dom and Tori. Love you guys. You really, really helped me this semester. And if I get good grades, honestly, it's all because of you. So definitely make friends with your tutors if you can. And if you're a 1L, you'll, you should have like some sort of channel of communication for acclimation in law school. So for example, like we had academic excellence people 
where we had a weekly study session where you could basically ask them whatever you'd like, but they usually had some sort of lesson plan or objective that they wanted you to meet that week. Um, and each academic excellence person will have a specialty area. So for example, we had one for our contract class, we had one for our torts class, and we had one for our legislation into the regulatory state class. Um, and you know, if you have any questions, you can email them. If you have any issues, any qualms, <laughs> you know, you can talk to them. They're there for your guidance, for your help, for your assistance. And honestly, a lot of the times they're the nicest people. In fact, two of my three um, AAPs, they passed the bar, um, I believe, like, in November or December, whenever those bar results were released, and I was so proud, and, you know, one of them, I didn't even talk to that much, <laughs> so it was amazing, and my other one hasn't taken the bar yet, but I believe that he will pass, probably, on the first try, but yeah, so you're always gonna have people to help you, but again, if you can't reach out to your tutors, and as a tool, you won't have AEPs, but I mean, if you have an AEP that's a 3L, you could always reach out to them and see if they've taken the course, but, you know, don't bother them. Don't bog them down with questions, especially if it's their last semester. If it's 3L spring semester, you know, they're already like killing themselves trying to study for the bar. They have all their finals. They're just trying to get through it and it can be overwhelming. So don't try to add to their stress level. But, you know, if you have a 3L that you like, um, I have a 3L that I get along very well with. And, you know, if I had any kind of issue, I would just talk to him because we had a lot of overlap in our schedules. But, you know, again, you're probably not going to find somebody who took all of the same courses as you <laughs> that, you know, that you can email or text at any time of day. So, again, you're going to have to allow for pure reliance on yourself. But tutors are an excellent tool for success, and I would definitely highly recommend them. So after reaching out to the tutors, after taking all your finals, just relax, honestly. You know, forget about it, kind of decompress. Um, and another thing... If you have a final in the morning, if you have a final at night, do not do anything after the final. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. You're going to have to bear with me and listen to my yawns. I hope that it doesn't make you yawn too badly, but it's late and I'm a little bit tired. But, and I got a shit ton of stuff done today, so I'm feeling productive. But, um, what was I talking about? But yeah, no, a lot of times you'll have a final in the morning. So for example, I had a final uh, this past Saturday because I took a Saturday class because I'm a crazy person. And um, so it was at 9 a.m. We had a full 24-hour window to take it. So I took it a little, it was like 11, I think, when I sat down in the library and take, took it. And also try to find a completely secluded and silent area to take your exam because you're going to think that you can take it at home. You can't. Because as soon as you hear your roommates even just creaking around, you're going to get pissed and you're going to want to fight someone and you can't do that. You do not have time for violence because even if your professor gives you a 24-hour window, you only have a three-hour, usually like three-hour and some change, a lot of time to take your exam. So for example, I had a family law exam. It was 100 multiple choice questions, like 84 of which I had already seen. So it didn't take me <laughs> that long. It took me like an hour and a half to, double, to do it and then to double check it. So, you know, obviously it depends on the exam. And the nature of that exam but most of the time if you're given multiple choice questions throughout the semester you can almost bet on recycling of at least you know one of those questions and she recycled even the hypotheticals it was a beautiful sight to behold <laughs> but I finished my final probably like a little bit before one and then I went home and I just relaxed I watched a movie um I'm trying to think what else I did I think I had dinner with my parents yeah because that was Saturday I watched Elon Musk on SNL which was interesting site um no comment on that one (laughs) 
But yeah, so definitely don't try to study. Even, you know, it only took me an hour and a half, but in the grand scheme of things, just relax because you're going to try to force yourself again to try to fight through that fatigued brain and you just shouldn't do that, you know? Let your frontal cortex and the other parts of your brain relax and allow themselves to kind of permeate throughout the rest of finals because you're always going to have more time to study. Like, I know it always feels like you don't have enough time, but, you know, if you're talking about the span of a few hours. Like, you're talking about less than 24 hours to relax. It's, you know, not the biggest deal. Um, So, yeah, I would say... If you have any questions, please reach out to me through any of the channels in which you are listening to this podcast. But yeah, I mean, those are my basic tips for survival and finals week. Make some friends, study it up, party it up. You know, if you want to make studying into a drinking game, do it. Just don't do it in the middle of the day or the beginning of the day. Please do not be drinking at 9 a.m. You might think it's a good idea to go to Becky's. It's not. Um, (laughs) Try not to also don't get too drunk. If you have that morning final, like I just um, was specifying about, because you don't want to be hungover the next day when you have to study and you want to sleep well, you want to sleep soundly leading up to a final. So don't stress yourself out about that. But yeah, as a 1L, you just got to get through it. Um, If it is a traditional final, again, it's going to be closed book most likely. So just study like it's closed book. If it's open book, for shock value, I really don't know why it would be open book. But if it's open book, still study for it like it's closed book. And then, you know, if you have to look at your outline, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And I hope that you guys kill it at your finals week or whatever you're doing while listening to this. And thank you so much for spending the time listening to this. Love you guys. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Bye!